as I watched the presentation of where we had gone as human beings. And I didn't see me. And out of that awe and out of that thrill came a feeling of disenfranchisement. I did not see myself in the present space program. I didn't see myself as a black and I didn't see myself as a woman. Here I was involved in projecting a future of what our space program could, where it could take us. And I wanted to be there, not in fantasy, not 300 years from today, but now. To Deep Space Pride, a gay Star Trek podcast. I am one of your hosts, Johnson Lee, and with me is Mike Thurlow, my co-host. Mike, how are you doing this fine Tuesday? Not day for us to be recording, but yeah, it is. Huh? Yeah, happy Tuesday. I'm doing well. Is uh, it a happy Tuesday? It's a it's a mediocre Tuesday. Well, I mean, are you happy it's over, or is it not over for you? It's not over. No. Oh, okay. Well. Um, it's ongoing, <laughs> literally, it's literally <laughs> ongoing. Um, well, I'm doing well, uh, for a Tuesday anyway. Yes. It's almost Wednesday, which means it's almost Thursday. So that's one <laughs> way to look at it. That is one way to look at it. Yeah. So yeah, no, things are going, things are going fine. Things are good. Uh, no complaints here. Well, you do need to cook after we record this podcast and you have a slab of frozen meat, apparently, to work with. So I do. Yes, I forgot <laughs> to take out the meat out of the freezer. And so, yes, we will, um, uh, you know, make do. Planning. Fail. <sighs> but Planning fail. Yeah, this is where we are and this is what we have to work with. Yeah, so, we ordered we yeah. ordered out last night. So we, you know, and we're you know back on the diet ish, eating better. So we are you losing weight? No, I'm not losing weight. No, oh. I'm I'm maintaining. Oh. Even that happens to me too. Like I don't know what it is. Like I can eat less or more, and I stay at one thirty three to one thirty four. It's like I have a pocket of matter and subspace that I can just tap into or put things into. And I don't actually gain any weight or lose any weight. So I, I don't know. Well, that's, that's advantageous. I think uh, I'm still at the weight that I sort of gained through co- the COVID quarantine. So, um, oh, okay. which is only, which is only 15 pounds, but it's still 15 pounds heavier than from a year ago. So it's fine. That's fine. Yeah. I, I lost a pound over the past yes. year. All of our all of our listeners can hate Johnson because he lost weight through quarantine. Yeah, I lost whereas... like, it was like one point two five pounds or something. Great. Yes. Which I'm is outside sure. my normal fluctuation zone. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. So 
Oh man, here we are. Here we are. Here we are, and we're back this week to uh, continue our series. Yeah. So for those of you that did join us for our last episode or didn't join us for our last episode, we have a short series celebrating Black History Month. And for this episode, we want to watch Woman in Motion, which is the new documentary that chronicles a little bit of Nichelle Nichols. I mean, it has the context in the background of Nichelle Nichols's stint on Star Trek, obviously, and that's a setup. But then it goes a little bit into, I mean, the whole point is that it goes into her collaboration with NASA and how she really recruited women and minorities into the space program in the 70s, 80s. I did not pay attention. Why do I watch a documentary? Something like that. I mean, it was, no. I think it's, I think it was the early 80s. Early uh, 80s. There we yeah, go. I so, think so. Yeah, yeah. So we, you know, it was just released and we thought that it would be a great way to celebrate Black History Month and celebrate Nichelle Nichols, who was obviously the first Black woman featured in a Star Trek series. So we'll get to that in a bit. Uh, but before we do that, Mike, did you have anything that you wanted to mention or add to the podcast before we dive in? Well, I mean, we can thank our, we'll thank our sponsors, Fansets up front here. And um, yeah, it's yeah. And uh, so since we're talking about her, I thought I'd talk a little bit about the pins that Fansets has or ha- yeah, has for them and also the pin that I have. So I fortunately got on the bandwagon early and was able to get a Star Trek Las Vegas. So 21. lucky. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a one of a, not one of a kind, but it's a, it's a, an original Ahura woman of Trek fan sets pin from uh, Star Trek Las Vegas 2019. So that is on their website if you search for Ahura, but it's not available anymore uh i was able to get onto the list back in the summer of 2019 and get it but uh but they do have their series one feels like a long time ago by the way it feels like a century ago really yeah um it is ancient ancient pins but they do have a series one an an alternative ohura series one women of the women of track neota ohura uh, one that is also available and then they do have two micro crew collectors pins as well for uhura so what i don't i do not have micro what micro crew so for you tiny? know I, so last week i alluded to how i i got a delivery from fans that's well part of that delivery was a pin that i got johnson i got oh, boimler. Micro, micro crew boimler it was kind of small uh so uh yeah the the lower decks ones seem to be much thinner than and smaller than the other ones. Um, but uh, there are two Ohura ones on the website, one in her classic uniform and then also one in her mirror universe outfit, which um, shows a little bit more skin. Yeah, and, skin. Uh, so yeah, so there's some great Ohura uh, pins, uh, fan sets and if you use the code DS Pride, that's DS Pride, all in capital letters, you can save ten percent on your order. And um, does the capital doesn't really matter? Or I don't know, to be honest. I Listeners, think so, but... you should try it out and let us know. 
yeah. do it all I, I think, case and let us know the promo code works because i have no idea i don't i don't remember i i think i did all uppercase when i placed my order so okay well next time you can live on the edge and try all lowercase and see what happens there we go so we want to thank fansets for sponsoring deep space pride and Thanks, all of fansets. the podcasts yeah all of the podcasts of the trek geeks podcast network one day on television it came on as news ultimately chosen to become astronauts they mentioned my name and my son came running to me and said, Mom, Mom, come quick. Your, your people are on television. And I said, what? I think he's talking about my TV show. And I says, of course we're on TV, darling. He says, no, no, no. Uh, uh, your people let go up. <laughs> and I came running and I saw and there they were. Well, this might sound a little corny, but it felt like my children and my heart, it pounded. And I knew the world will never be the same again. We would go on to great heights. And to think that I had the slightest thing to do with it makes me know that all things good are possible. Cool. So why don't we get into the meat of the episode, which is our review, recap? I don't know what it is, of Woman in Motion. Yeah, uh, I know you weren't really enthusiastic about watching a documentary, but no. Uh, documentaries are not my thing i get really bored even like nature documentaries which usually are the type of documentaries that kind of interest me um i don't know i don't have patience for it usually i don't really put i'm not one to put aside a time and be like oh yeah let's sit down and watch a documentary i know they're like huge documentary fans obviously i think uh like uh like real crime is that the is that the category like you know, making a murder or things like that, that, you know, technically those are documentaries as well. And those have, I mean, I think really since making a murder that really caught on as a subgenre of documentaries, but even that, you know, more of a thriller, I would say um, of a documentary, they don't usually interest me. So when you suggested that we watch this film, I was less than enthusiastic to say the least. Yeah, um, but, and you know, I'm not the biggest uh, fan of documentaries either, uh, but this one I found to be really fascinating and enjoyable. And and I, I learned a little bit more about, I, I had no idea, first of all, that she, that Michelle Nichols had the impact that she did uh, on NASA. Uh, side note, I did meet Michelle Nichols back in 2017 here in New York at New York Comic Con. And got a picture with her and her autograph. So, 2017 is like a thousand years ago. It is, but I, I have the picture and the autograph. So, um, and you know, one of the things when I think back, did you to like that, talk to her or was it just like, hey, I, you know, I, I don't remember exactly what I said to her. I, you know, I thanked her and said it was a pleasure to meet her. Um, 
And, you know, one of the things I did notice is that she, she was getting up in age and mm-hmm. was, uh, you know, and, it, you know, it probably was a long day, you know, sitting there signing autographs and, and everything for, for her. She was, you know, she's, she seemed, you know, she seemed fragile in, in some ways. Um, but I mean, she's no spring chicken. She is not, but uh, she's very beautiful, kind soul, just a wonderful smile. Like, uh, you know, so it was really a pleasure to meet her and to get a picture with her uh, back mm-hmm. then. So, you know, Uhura, so I I am a, I grew up watching the original series, not in, in reruns, <laughs> not, a, no. not, not that old, uh, but it was my entry into Star Trek. And so, right. I got to see her on the bridge. That was something that for me was didn't didn't necessarily stand out at the time because I felt like the whole crew was kind of representative of the world in general. Um, mm-hmm. But one of the things that I remember and, and maybe why it didn't stick out to me is and this is sort of a, a story from my youth a little bit but so at my grandmother's house where I spent a a lot of time and a lot of years um growing up uh on our street there was a bully further down the street but also on the corner of the street and uh at the end of the street was this house this very big house I remember and inside was an African-American family I thought you were gonna say that Nichelle Nichols up there no, I was not. No. Okay. So, um, but uh, there were four African American daughters who lived in that house, and they yeah. looked out for me. They they were kind of like, yeah. So I, you know, and I I wish I you know, I wish my grandmother was alive to to talk to her about this and find out mm-hmm. who those people were. I don't mm-hmm. know if my I haven't talked to my my mom or my uncle about it, but um, so having black people around while I was growing up was something that was normal. And this is in rural Maine. So this is not like, this is not, um, you know, New York city. This is, you know, but for me, like having the, having um, those four uh, girls looking out for me uh, as a, as a little kid. And I, and I was a tiny kid, you know, I was small. I was super skinny like a strong wind would knock me over if, nah. if, um, <laughs> you know and i also had i also had glasses since i was in second grade so yes, a lot yes. of reasons to be picked on uh, compound and, the nerdy yes like, the nerdyism totally so but, but having these four uh young women looking out for me really um was really great and so i guess mm. when i saw star trek i didn't you know it just made sense to me and looked normal mm. now i know that that's not the common experience no. for a lot of people but um but she was always some you know someone who really um really did stick out for me in the show as someone who you know it was great to see the kind of the whole representation on star trek of, of every country so right, right. watching this and kind of hearing about her beginnings also hearing about her uh, she and Jean had a had some sort of relationship early on before he met Majel. So um, that was interesting to kind of Wait, learn. That was in the documentary. Maybe that wasn't in the documentary. No, you know what? That is from our friends at the Sci-Fi Sisters who talked about Uhura. 
Oh, okay. Uh, a couple of weeks ago. Okay. On, uh, I'm sure it's probably also buried somewhere in memory alpha. Probably. I, but I you know like I read this I, before. I, I knew, well, I didn't know this at all. I had no idea. And then I, I did hear from the Sci-Fi Sisters and um, shout out to them. They'll, they are joining the Truck Geeks podcast network, which is right, exciting. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So when I was watching it, watching, the documentary and seeing the scenes where Nichelle and Jean were together, it was uh, it was interesting to think. Oh, I wonder if what time frame this was and like mm-hmm. when, you know, were they still? You know, was this pre-major, post-major? It's hard to know. So who knows? Um, so yeah, I learned a lot about about Nichelle. I mean, I knew most of the the story, um, the stories about her coming on the show and her wanting to leave the show. I did really love to hear the deep dive into how she met from her own words. You know, I've always heard it like secondhand. I've heard it from Whoopi or, um, you know, I've heard it through other, other places that she met Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And he said, you don't understand the effect that you are having, not only on black people, not only on young women, but on everybody everybody's mind and attitude is changed immeasurably simply because you are there. Oh yeah. I think I read that somewhere. Yeah. So, <laughs> but, I never, but I've never, yeah. I've never heard her tell that story. So it was really powerful to hear her tell that story. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really interesting as well. And then, uh, yeah. So, I mean, the first part of the, the first like third of the movie was kind of, about Star Trek and how she got it was involved. Like set up. It was yeah about... about her early career. Yeah, exactly. Um, she had a fascinating early career. I mean, uh, a singer and a dancer with mm-hmm. a traveling band, and just, I mean, really, really interesting background story. So, I yeah. mean, I, I think I respect her and love her even more after watching this, especially when we get into the whole NASA mm-hmm. bit. Right. What kind of stood out for you? Well, yeah, I think we've talked about this before. I don't remember what episode. You know, I am definitely not as much of a TOS aficionado as I am when it comes to all the other series. Um, You know, I tried to do a watch of the original episodes. And I'll be honest, like, I couldn't really get through it. Like, I watched, like, I think three episodes and I don't know it's like it it has not aged well in many ways like I I don't actually things like um you know the sets and special effects don't bother me but sometimes like it just feels like some of the interactions just feel very dated like I think I mentioned this like in the cage which is technically you know the original pilot um yeah, you had like, I don't remember, remember who it was like a crewman like bringing food to Captain Pike. It was just like so odd. Like, I, I you know, they had, and they had and yeoman we, back then. So yeoman would bring food. They were all women at the time. They oh, would bring, oh, was it? It wasn't. It was a role. It was, it was, it, just, yeah. it was yeoman. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, and like, um, yeah, I mean, some of the comments and some of the dialogue was just very sexist it bought it kind of like it was to the point where i was just like all right but then like sometimes it was just 
um, it it just seemed like the dialogue just seems silly or um, awkward. I, I it's hard for me to really um, put my finger on it, but it just feels dated. Um, it like, like oh for sure, you know, yeah, like it's definitely stilted, dated. Di- stilted dialogue, awkward moments. The acting wasn't very good. Like you know, there are just I, I just had all there were this confluence of issues with it. Um, to the point where I was really not interested in continuing. So, you know, like, obviously I, I am very critical when it comes to my entertainment and what I consume. And I get well, it. I almost, you know? I, almost, I almost think that you should watch it like you're watching, like we're watching Voyager, which is kind of pick and choose because I can tell you some of my favorite episodes and some of the good ones. True. Like, in, in preparation for this, I did watch the Galileo Seven and uh, Who Mourns for Adonis or Adonias. I don't know how to. I don't say I don't it exactly. Know. I don't um, think I, I've definitely seen some TOS episodes, but it, I, I would, I wouldn't be surprised it was fewer than ten. To be honest. Yeah, I mean, well, these two particular had more, you know, had more action or more more dialogue from uhura so that's partly why oh, okay. I watched it's like it's not just communication channels um, open or whatever yeah hailing frequencies um, open oh yeah, yeah hailing frequencies open. yeah it um, wasn't you know just that. i have watched all the films at least so there's that yeah um but yeah i mean like you know i um even though i've, I've never been a big tos fan i definitely respect tos in obviously it's it's part of the canon. It is where Star Trek first started. I'm a huge Star Trek fan. And I think it's, you know, I, I think the, even if the um, the actual execution of it may have been very spotty, I think that the intention behind it um, was always very noble. I think that the casting of Nichelle Nichols as a horror, even though she was somewhat slighted in the amount of dialogue that she got, the amount of scenes that she got. I think that in, the intentionality was there. Um, obviously, we have the first interracial kiss on national TV, you know, on broadcast Which television. really wasn't a kiss, but... Uh, right, it was yeah. more like, yeah, they were like possessed forced. by aliens or whatever. Yeah, right? forced so the, to, yeah. Yeah, so there were things like that that I totally recognize. Um, and... I like Nichelle Nichols, you know, like, I, I think that she's great. Um, she, I definitely enjoyed her in the films. I think that she has a wonderful personality and I totally respect her, um, particularly for her. You know, she's, a, she's obviously very vocal. <laughs> she's not afraid to voice her opinion, as we saw in the documentary. Um, you know, overall, the documentary, I, I like the documentary. Um, I think that 15 minutes could have been shaved off. So in terms of the structure of the documentary, we can quickly go over that. So you already talked about the setup. It, you know, it was a very quick, quick, uh, speedy um, overview of her Star Trek career, her being introduced to Star Trek, being Gene Roddenberry, playing Aurora, three seasons, it's over. <laughs> you know, like- uh, it was- I love, I lo- did love uh, the, how she was carrying a book called Uhuru. And oh, that's yeah, how that's got, interesting. That's how they got uh, Aurora's name, name. Uh, was yeah, when she were, was talking to Jean about yeah, it. There's some cool like tidbits like that in there. Yeah. 
And sure. then you go into her stint at NASA where she's like, yeah, where are the minorities? Where are the women? And she took up the challenge of helping NASA basically recruit people that they normally wouldn't go after when it comes to, I, you know, I, I guess they recruited usually through the military or something like that. I'm not even familiar with like exactly how. Yeah, they primarily through, uh, you know, fighter pilots and, and things like that. So they didn't yeah. really have a, a huge pool. And they were, what drove this too was the space shuttle program. So right, right. The, the advent of the space shuttle program. So I guess it was more because the Enterprise space shuttle mm-hmm was from 79 to 80. So she was kind of working, maybe it was the late seventies then that this, this was sort of taking place, but, uh, or the, the bulk of her work, because she, she did get something like 8,000 people to apply in the course right. of, of four months, four to six months, I think it was. So, you know, and, and I love the map of showing all the places that she went. Like she was tra- traveling solid mm. for four months from yeah. all over the place. And and I just thought that that was, you know, she created, so she created the company Women in Motion in order to do this. Right. I so, did not. Did she create just for this purpose or did it? Initially, I think so. Yeah. Okay. I think that was my understanding from the documentary is she created this company in order to do the work for NASA. Okay. So, okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, so which is great, you know, wow, to a woman creating, let alone a black woman creating a company in 1978 uh, to do this work, um, which was amazing. And, uh, you know, so the next part of the film is really just taking you through that whole recruitment process. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of you get to see some of the um, the snap, the the stuff that they recorded for commercials and promotional things. So that was, that was kind of cool to see. Yeah. I mean, um, there were some cool talking head moments of retired astronauts that were yeah. obviously speaking to how Uhura's efforts really was critical in their recruitment. Um, yeah. Their, you know, what, whatever they did. And as I don't remember, you know, well, and they, they, I mean, they all met Nichelle and they knew Nichelle. And so it was, right. uh, she was in, she was heavily involved in this and, you know, and so it was, you know, it actually, so, you know, obviously we make our way through that. She, she completes that assignment. She gets these 8,000 people and then the space Mm -hmm. shuttle program launches and, you know, you get to go through some history of NASA and the, in the first. So this was a part that I was, I, I kind of got bored and I actually fell asleep a little bit. Um, so you reach basically. So again, history of Nichelle on Star Trek, then her introduction to NASA and the space shuttle recruitment for the space shuttle program. Then she finishes, she basically wraps up, you know, her recruitment efforts. And then they go into this segment that goes a little bit into the history of the space shuttle program leading up to the Challenger disaster. I was a, I was bored the fuck out of my mind because the problem with this segment is that Nichelle kind of took a back seat because it was mostly focused on the it was mostly the talking heads around NASA and like the all the things that were leading up to the Challenger disaster. Nichelle did have an emotional connection to a Challenger disaster, so they tied that in. Yeah, they brought that but back there was around. Like, there was like eight to ten minutes without Nichelle. 
And the thing is, the problem here is that I feel the first two thirds is really compelling because you have Nichelle kind of driving the narrative. And then we kind of shift away from Nichelle because then you, you're getting into the actual program itself, which she was not really involved in. So she can't really speak to it. So then I was like, where's, I was like, where's Nichelle? Where's Nichelle? You know, I was like, where is she? Um, and then she did appear because once the Challenger disaster hit, she knew people that died on that shuttle. So, she knew four of them. And so, and you know, that actually, was, for- right. So I f- feel they spent too much time kind of like building up to that. And I was like, where's Nichelle? So I kind of got bored. Um, but then the end was fine. And then they, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you know, and for me, so I, I mean, I would, I remember the Challenger disaster. I mean, I was, I don't in, recall at all. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, you're a little bit younger than I am, but, um, I remember being in school and hearing about it and not believing it. I was like a shuttle can't just explode. That's impossible. And then I went home and I thought over and over and over again on the news that night. And, um, so watching this documentary and reliving that and seeing also mm-hmm. how even to this day, Nichelle is still deeply impacted by the loss of, I think it was uh, astronaut Resnick, Judy, maybe Judy Resnick. I oh, think, I think she's Judy really sounds familiar. Yeah. So, but you know, so I, I actually went and looked up the challenger crew again. I mean, I, I, I know their, their faces, but didn't know their names and I wanted to kind of, contextualize that with the documentary and she brought in four so there were two women on that on that crew that she obviously had an impact and brought into the program and also a black uh, a black one of the three black astronauts black men and uh a i forget whether he was japanese or chinese i think he was probably japanese um but uh another astronaut who was a minority um, so it was, um, I'm doing a quick search of challenger. Yeah. And just, okay. good, uh, the, yeah. So Ellison Onizuka, uh, so he, um, he, oh, he's from Hawaii, but he's, you know, a minority, you know, considered okay. a minority. Okay. Um, he was, he was brought into the program because mm-hmm. of her as well. So yeah, it was Judy, Judy Resnick. Okay. Um, Ron McNair was one of three black uh, astronaut men, men astronauts, and then um, Krista McAuliffe, who was um, I think she was the teacher, right? She was the yeah American uh-huh. teacher. But yeah. my long and short of it is that they probably could have cut ten to fifteen minutes, but it was already not a very long documentary. Yeah, it became yeah, it wasn't. It was only ninety minutes. Uh, you know, it, you know, I I find the history of NASA interesting, and certainly about the space shuttle program interesting. So I wasn't bothered by that. But when they did get to the Challenger disaster, that you know that brought back a lot of memories for me. And mm. um, you you know, it was it was powerful to see how affected Nichelle was by by mm. that. So, um, you know, so. And she, in fact, stopped the interview because she was so emotionally mm-hmm. upset by remembering that. So, 
uh, you know, that was a, that was a powerful moment. And then, you know, towards the end, I, I actually don't remember that, that actually, that point kind of didn't end it for me, but that's, that's the moment that I'm kind of fixated on. And I can't remember, I thought the rest of it was good and I, nothing really clearly stands out for the rest of it. I don't remember. I mean, it wrapped up, but I don't remember. It I don't really remember up, so. the rest of the documentary. Um, yeah. yeah. So I don't really, um, I don't know. I don't remember. I think- Okay, the rest of the documentary covered how the space shuttle program stalled, but it continued, and then it finished. <laughs> like I remember them talking about that. I remember them covering basically the end of the uh, space shuttle program. Yeah, well, I mean, and yeah, then they, they covered I it. I don't remember the rest. Yeah, I mean, I I bought it, so I have it. You know, I can go back and watch it again. So and- you can watch it again and again. I only rented it, so yeah. I watched it the one time. Yeah. Um, but you watched it before I did. So I was kind of cognizant of the fact that you said you fell asleep during it. So I was curious where that happened. Mm-hmm. But that didn't happen for me. I mean, I had to watch it in two sittings because I, I something came up in the middle of watching it. But um, but yeah, I didn't feel like it at any time for me, it wasn't long. I thought it was really powerful to see Nichelle's story, to mm-hmm. see how she impacted nasa and then to see you know i do love nasa history so um watching that and then bringing it back to nichelle when challenger um uh when the challenger disaster happened uh, and then the rest um but she really you know even to this day she's just an elegant wonderful human being who uh you know i just I I feel I feel actually honored that I got to meet her in person that I get to have a picture with her. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. you know I think that she did a lot for women and for for Star Trek and and broadening our horizons and all of that and I think that you know it's uh, you know she she is getting up there in age and I'm gonna it will be a sad day when she she do, does go and mm-hmm. to live among the stars again and um. But, uh, you know, then there's been a lot of controversy around her over the last couple of years about her estate and, oh, who's, yeah, yeah. you know, it's and so her awful. health. And yeah. um, so I don't really know what's kind of going on with her at the moment. Um, other than, I mean, she did do this documentary, I would say, well, in the last year or so, year or two. Uh, um, I think, yes, I, I think that it was tentatively finished in 2019. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. When yeah. I mean, I highly recommend it. If you have one, if you're interested in early days of, of Nichelle Nichols career of early days of Star Trek and how she, you know, was definitely, she was definitely sidelined and didn't have a lot to say and was just kind of there. But the other thing I noticed too, in watching the two episodes I did was, you know, a lot of the shots have her in it. And I think that that's really important. Like one of the shots that stands out to me, was you see Captain Kirk in the command chair and you see Uhura right behind him. And that's that's it on the screen as they go to commercial, right? So that's where the break happens. And, you know, I think that that's really kind of powerful. You know, back then, I'm sure it was even more powerful. Uh, so those sorts of things really stick out for me. But, you know, I, you know, anytime that she got to do, do more, you know, that, that's actually that was kind of one of the things she did say in there anytime i get to leave the bridge and do something more was her favorite oh, yeah, episodes 
she's funny yeah, so yeah she is yeah and, you know yeah, and she has opinions which is great yeah absolutely yeah. um so it's really, yeah, I, I, I highly recommend it to anyone who has interest in NASA or Nichelle Nichols' early career. I think it's worth it. You can rent it. You can rent uh, it for, for two ninety nine, two ninety nine, or you can buy it for twelve ninety nine. Uh, I definitely think it's worth it either way, whatever you decide. But it's a, uh, it's a really great um, documentary, yeah. and uh, you know, yeah, it's good. we ha- we are um, forever indebted to Nichelle Nichols and for all she did and does yeah i um i recommend even though i'm not into documentaries i do recommend it especially as mike saying if you are a Nichelle nichols fan a star trek fan a nasa fan i think that um this film does a great job covering all those bases so yeah you know 299 hd 199 sd if you want to go that route um yeah i thought it was good you know, and again, not the biggest uh, aficionado when it comes to the original series or documentaries, but I did enjoy this. There we go. So there we are. Anything else? Uh, any other thoughts on Women in Motion? No, I, I mean, you know, I think I've said everything. I think you know, I, I'm a yeah. huge, I'm a huge fan of Michelle. So I, I, I wish her as prosperous. Uh, life as she can have at this point in her, her I, life. I don't want to live that long <laughs> she's in her 80s right probably yeah at least i don't know yeah, you no, know i don't no, even know thank um, you. yeah okay. i mean as as recent as a couple of years ago she was doing mm-hmm. you know uh comic cons and Amazing. she has been doing uh she's done a couple of these uh what was originally called Star Trek Renegades before mm-hmm. CBS kind of locked down on what you could do for fan films and whatnot. And so, oh, that's right. Wasn't wasn't it, it directed by like Tim Ross or something? Yeah, yeah. There were I a lot saw of like Trek. a clip and it looked terrible. It looked really bad. I mean, that you know, I've watched it a, a while ago. I don't, you know, it, it's you know, it's a it's a fan film. It's a fan film. Yeah. You know, it's not a big budget movie. You know, uh, it's not Discovery. It's not like cinematic and, and you know, but uh, a lot of people have real passion for it. And uh, so, you know, she, she does, she has done some acting uh, even to this day in in some of those series. So, uh, yeah. So definitely check it out. And Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, Women in Motion. Yeah, it's Women in Motion. Cool. Should we move on to off topic? Let's do it. Awesome. So, Mike, what have you been watching other than Star Trek? So, I mean, I don't know if I've, have I talked about Babylon 5 at all yet? I don't know that we have. No. I uh, do not remember. So Babylon 5 is currently one of my jams. Um, and I can't say not. I mean, I y- you want to do an episode on The Expanse. I want to do multiple episodes of Babylon 5. Oh, man. So I still, because um, you you convinced me to watch the, the I guess, the two-hour movie or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I still haven't gone through it. I fell asleep three times. Well, you've been working a lot. I don't think that the interest... 
I, I think the. Do I need to watch this movie or can I just go into episode one? I think you can go into episode one. I can. So, yeah. Okay. I mean, I, yeah. 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 I mean, you, okay. you you can go back and watch, you know, watch it. It does give a little bit more context because it is the year before. Oh, so, wow. and some of the characters do change. Um, okay. So there's that. But yeah. I mean, Amador, I'm, oh. Right. Shout out. Yes. Whatever her name is. Yeah. I don't remember. Uh, Lieutenant Commander Takashima? No, I mean her real name, <laughs> not her oh. name on Babylon 5, the movie. Well, her name is not Commander O on Babylon I 5. I understand. I was trying to get to her real name, but she does make an appearance, and I was like, it's Commander O, and then Mike was like, who are you talking about? And, uh, yeah, it took a second, but I was like, yeah, you know, she, I mean, it's been how many years? Like 30 years? But she's still, I, I recognized her immediately, you know, Asian genes. What can I say? I mean, it's been somewhere around 25 years, I think. Still a lot. Yeah. Um, so I've been watching yeah. that and I've been really enjoyed it. So I've already in season two, I binged through season one. I'm sl- slowing down because of other things, but life, uh, life and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so I, it's, it's just an amazing show. I mean, it's, it's it's perfect for if they would just take that and redo that now it's such a rich world building show i love it i mean it is so there's so many alien races that were thought out for this there's so much history like thousands of years of history the cgi is a little distracting because a little bit it's not terrible but it it totally reminds me of like it reminds me of like um games back in the 90s like cd-rom games yeah like, no it's yeah. all it's all cgi it's all did CGI you ever play um, you know this is a throwback but did you ever play Star Fox for the super nintendo do you remember that game uh vaguely i don't know okay. that ever yeah it was special because it was a super nintendo game and the super nintendo is a 16-bit system right mm. so it can do it can't really do 3d but it can do like um layers like you like so mario world you had the background scrolling. Right, and yeah, yeah. yeah. Had, like layers like that. Yeah. Uh, Star Fox was cool because it can actually, it, it can actually render 3D polygons like in real time. And that was really cool. And they did it through oh, a wow. chip. They did it through a chip in the cartridge. So it supplemented what was in the console. Oh, wow. In any case, this reminded me of Star Fox. It was like 3D polygons. I was like, uh. I mean, it's but, a, I think it's a little bit better than that, but it's definitely it's early a, days. It's like of, marginally better. It's, marginally yeah. Better. I mean, it's computer generated images. I, uh, I know. But you know what? That gave me an appreciation for Star Trek because these like real studio models that they slave over. Right? right. So you get this like quality that you don't, you wouldn't get through just a CGI g- generated, whatever, whatever. Back it's then, incredible yeah. the amount of work that goes yeah. into these studio models. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Any case. So I mean, it's also very, very expensive. Yeah. Both are, I think. And I, I don't know why. I mean, I, I want to say that maybe CGI was a little less expensive than creating models of all these things. I don't know. Uh, but they i mean they did a lot i mean i think part of the charm or part of the nostalgia or even the the novelty of this show was the cgi um because it was one of the first shows (laughs) that did cgi yeah i mean you know it's which 
for me, like watching it now, I mean, it's really, I mean, I'm not really picking up on, on its uh, lack of high definition quality, you know, I mean, it was pretty, pretty good. And mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, it's just, it's, well, the it's movie, so, so I, watching the movie and it's, um, you know, I, I talked about this. They stretch the movies. Yeah. Yeah. Do they do the, that with the episodes too? No, no, they don't No. Okay. So, it's actually a little distracting because you can tell that it was stretched. Like, yeah. So that, a bit that of, movie, so yeah, that is not off. the original, that is not the original pilot, right? That's, that's actually a night. Uh, like a five year later or a couple year later remake of it um, where they did stretch it for T or TNT uh, did stretch it, I think, or whatever, but it was not, it's not the original episode called the gathering. Yeah. So, and they added, I think they might've even added some of the overlay with um, um, some of the over uh totally lost my train of I thought. Don't, I don't know what you're trying to say, bitch. What are you trying to say? I don't know. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> can you mark this down so we can edit this out? What? Uh, why? This is our banter. <laughs> you know why? Because my nephew just texted me and he doesn't. So it was like, what? Uh, Wait, what? What, what about your nephew? On? Now my nephew needs tech support help for one of his games. And he, yeah, I, you know, he's. Uh, um i thought you said your nephew listens to our podcast and he would be like why is johnson dropping the f-bomb every three minutes no 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 my nephew is still too young to listen to explicit <laughs> explicit we are marked explicit in the apple's IP. all because of johnson it's all because of me yes. <laughs> okay whatever all right continue um, your thought process babylon five keep on going I forget where we left off. What we're talking we... about the. You were talking about season two. You're like going through season two. It's like your thing right now. Oh, I, that's what I was going through. But um, they they definitely the the original gathering was definitely lower budget than the actual show. So the show is oh. a little bit higher the little bit higher quality. I mean, the makeup is better. Uh, okay. Uh, so there's a lot of lot of reasons to keep going or to get right into the series, but it does give you know, a nice backdrop to like the alienness of it. And um, mm-hmm. it does, it does give away one part about the story that, um, that does make sense later on anyway. So I'm really enjoying that. That's what I'm watching uh, most of the time. Um, trying to think what else have I been watching? I went back and watched, made sure I watched. So I've always watched Shit's Creek with Dennis, right? So I never knew when mm-hmm. I actually jumped in. Well, now I've I went back and I watched it from the very beginning season, which I saw the first episode, but I had never seen the rest of the first season. Okay. And into like the first couple of episodes of second season. So I finally watched that. So now I am a Shits Creek completist and have watched it. <laughs> um, so did that. Um, okay. what else are we gonna we've been watching? Um I am watching. Um, we're halfway through the little things. Uh, oh, is that the HBO? Yeah, yeah, that's the HBO movie that's leaving in five days. So Remy Malik, uh, I guess, has a Golden Globe nomination for it. Oh, so, okay. um, is it a series or a movie? No, it's just a movie. So, oh. um, but we watched half of that last night. I'm trying to think. You know, I just watched uh, today while I was doing work. I watched an Agatha Christie's. Poirot, uh, Murder on the Orient Express, which is what? one of my okay. favorites. Uh, watch that Wait, on Breadbox. Is this a new one? 
No, this is the so they did, you know, um David Suchet, I think he's saying his name right, um, was Quaro wow. for like 13 or 14 seasons. And so I mean they're they're you know, they used to be on PBS Mystery or Masterpiece Theater, that sort of thing. Oh, I remember PBS Mystery. Yeah. So oh that's you know, that's where we saw it here, even though it's a British show and then um mm. mm-hmm. uh then it became more mainstream i think Ganey carried it for a while or a few other networks so um I, you know that's on brett box and i love that's my favorite detective even okay. I, I love sherlock holmes but poirot is by far my second favorite and uh wait what's it called hercule poirot, poirot. Huh? i can't i can't speak french so i don't know all right whatever um, Agatha Christie's Poirot, P-O-I-R-O-T, but it's French. So anyway, Poirot. He's, he's 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 Belgian, but anyway. So I watched an episode of that today uh, while I was doing work. So yeah, um, I think that's pretty much it. Obviously, we're both watching WandaVision. Yes, so good. Yeah, I uh, think it's really so good. So if you're if you're not watching that, spoilers, <laughs> spoilers. Uh, Nah, yeah, let's not spoil it because it just happened, and I was fortunate enough to go a couple of days. And well, we don't need to talk about the most recent episode. I mean, like I, you know, when I first started watching it, I was like, okay, okay. I mean, there, you know, we talked a little bit about it, um, and there were some cool moments, but I think it really picked up in episode three, which is when I think is it episode three, episode four, when they like go to the outside world, and yeah, that context really accelerated. Yeah. It was and I've been like, well, yeah, because the yeah. first two episodes were all like 50s comedy and then a 60s comedy. Right. And you had a few uh, like dark moments and you were like, what's happening? Yeah. But, but once you... they kind of started to reveal the real world and start to kind of uh, straddle both, it, it really picked up. Yeah, it really did. And, uh, you know, this is a uh, episode six spoiler, but once you expanded the thing and it took over the base oh that was cool that was really cool cool. yeah so um yeah so yeah i i'm not gonna spoil it but i did you know the most recent episode when we when the villain is revealed i guess i mean we'll have to see exactly the context and everything i was a little like huh yeah who who this (laughs) i think we're both the same like who this um i'm imagining that yeah. most people had to google or figure that shit out I, unless yeah, you are it. unless I, you are like we are about like hardcore hardcore yeah band. yeah I, you, I was like i have no idea yeah it you, rang zero bells yeah if, um, if someone knows marvel as, as well as we know star trek then then they probably know yeah who this but i mean you know i've anyway. been reading a fan theories and stuff like that but no one said this i was like i i yeah. was completely out of left field i was like okay um so that well, i guess of- there's more left field stuff to come uh, i did read an interview with paul bettany um who uh, lives here in new york by the way oh. um but uh he said that there are three cameos uh Ooh. that 
one uh, three cameos one of which who he has never worked with this actor before and he was super excited to do so so oh. that's not been spoiled yet or that that hasn't been spoiled or revealed on the show so well, i told you when they revealed evan peters who i know you didn't make the connection i did not make the connection but when they did reveal evan peters at the end of episode five i think episode five yeah I was, like legit screaming yeah I, you I was, were i had not yeah. i mean i i semi-recognize him but I was like okay whatever and you know the way that Darcy said uh they recast him right that was fine you know I, I he looked familiar but I didn't place him from the other from the Fox franchise right, right. uh piece of it because so I'm that, a huge fan of um Days of Future Past which features him heavily okay you remember I'll that one go back like on, when, I don't remember that one well that was it's when a they, while they had like the future like Patrick Stewart and McKellen but then they go back in time to like the 60s and then you have the, the first class as well do you remember this oh it was pre-first class no no you have first class and then you had days of future past oh okay um that's uh, been a I while think you and watch days of future past because it is chef's kiss probably the best in my opinion the best x-men film Okay, all right. I thought I thought first class was pretty good, but uh, oh my I think God. it was first class. Maybe a, which one had the, w- which so one had the Cuban Missile Crisis? First class. Okay, yeah. So it was I a thought. sequel to First Class. Ah, uh, okay, all right. I mean, so, it, yeah, it's like not ringing many bells. I think you should rewatch. Yeah, it. I should go back and watch so it. Yeah, good. for so sure. Good. Maybe it's on. Maybe it is on oh. Disney Plus. Is it on Disney Plus yet? Do they have it? Yet? I don't know. Interesting. Um, um, yeah, yes. so one, I mean, WandaVision is definitely the, the hot show right now. Oh, I have been watching The Watch on BBC America. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I still have, I actually, so actually I did watch that earlier today as well. Today's been like sort of a like work and TV day. Yeah, uh, I was like, uh, are you working? I, I mean, I'm available and doing work, yes. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So yeah, um, okay. but uh yeah, I was watching uh, that, uh, but I, you know, I really only caught up. I'm all, I'm halfway through the seventh episode, so I think I think the finale was eight. So okay, but it's really good. It's kind of different and interesting, and uh, has some uh, has some great has a um, has a trans character in it. So oh. I thought that was really that's really cool. Well, I don't have access to this BBC oh, or British right. app or whatever. What's it called again? No, 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 it's not from BritBox. It's uh, this is on BBC America. Oh, BBC America. Yeah. Well, I don't. I also don't have cable. So. Oh, okay. Which well, is... we don't have cable either. I use my sister's login. <laughs> oh, okay. That's fine. <laughs> um, um, so that's what I'm watching. Uh, what right. about you? What? What's your? I know you're on this huge Voyager. I know. Watch. Are okay. you watching so, anything else? No, I'm just watching. So, WandaVision, which again, I'm kind of looking forward to every week, and then I've just been binging voyager i have not been watching every episode um i am in season five now and i just watched you're gonna come you're gonna you're gonna surprise well, you're, you're on pause you're on pause so i, I just watched pause. um think tank the jason alexander cameo remember oh, okay do you know uh, that vaguely. one it's a big deal i might i you know I who jason alexander that. is of course, I know who Jason Alexander is. All right, you know what? Is. You're like, oh, no. There was like no recognition. <laughs> All right, well, you know why? Because I actually casting. don't. I actually don't. I actually don't 
love Jason Alexander. Oh, really? I really don't. Yeah. No. Do you not I'm like the- Jason Alexander or do you not like George? I don't. I uh, I, I abhor George. You, so you're therefore not by, <laughs> I, and therefore by example, Jason Alexander. Okay. I mean, so, I don't really know what else has been in. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure I watched the episode, but uh, yeah, I am not a fan of his. So, well, I I may have skipped it. All right. Well, his character on Think Tank is a little bit different. Um, He does not. He does not give off like George Costanza vibes by any means. I mean, it was totally some casting. I think season five was Think season five Think Tank, and then season five I think also had The Rock. So it was like I think it was like the stunt casting season. Um, Okay. But I think Yawn. Think Tank is better than that rock episode. It starts with a T. I don't remember what it's called. Do you remember? Tecansei. Is it Tecansei? Tecansei, whatever. Something like that. Um, yeah. I also decided to skip uh, the episode, The Fight. Do you remember that one? I think it's Chakotay. He's like in a vision quest or something. He needs to Oh, yeah, I skipped that I was part. Like, I, absolutely, skipped I was like, absolutely one, not. Yeah. Absolutely not. But anyway, this, is, this isn't what is you Star Trek this week. This is uh, on I'm topic. Sorry. Um, no, so well, but, okay, oh, so, wait, 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 wait. What? So we... Uh, we do have new for all mankind, which neither one of us have started watching yet, right? Right. Well, this this week. No, it's already on. It's on. Doubt. <laughs> yes. Really? Are, we, are we gonna have to adjust the audio levels here for you? Wait, wait, wait. Oh my god. Um, how many episodes did they release? The premiere dropped last oh, Friday. Oh, okay. I think. Okay. I mean, I have not. I have not checked. You know, uh, I specifically just, um, how many episodes? I, I not unfortunately look at my um apple tv from mankind or... season oh wait I never look going at into the show i don't want to do that two. Oh, oh it's, it's our playing incorrect um yeah did that for me too so i, I like, just want to go to the show page i don't want to like... i know exactly well anyway so oh here's the show page okay let's see maybe this from mankind oh uh, yeah so only episode one, uh, episode da, da, da. one. okay yeah only episode one so there we go Okay. Okay. So that started up. So oh wow. Okay. Okay. Hey. So we have that. We have that. Uh, WandaVision has two more episodes. We have that. Yes. So um, yeah. And then so I'm very excited for all mankind. Um, WandaVision is I'm sure gonna get exciting, and I also. This is me. Why are you Why are you hugging the microphone? Oh, I'm just you know, being <laughs> emphatic. Um, but, uh, he's uh, making love to the microphone right now, audience I, members. Whatever. So I did actually see an <laughs> ad today. So hey, marketing works. Um, but I saw an ad today for this new NBC show called Debris. Have you heard of this show? No, I have no idea. Not heard of this at all. You should watch the show. I, I actually thought it was really fascinating. Um, you know, it's one of those NBC you, is shows. That already? Where, what? You've watched it already? No, it comes out like March 1st or something. Oh, okay. I'm just anticipating it. But um, unfortunately, it's one of these like mystery box shows where it's like, what's happening? You know, Um, but it's also NBC. So it might get canceled after like one season because usually that's what they do. Probably will. I don't don't trust broadcast networks anymore, but it totally has. Did you ever watch Fringe? Were you ever a fan? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I watched Fringe. I watched totally Fringe for like a couple of seasons. It's totally like Fringe. I loved Fringe. Fringe was so good. Um, it's totally like that. It's like you have like two, like a man and a woman. They're investigators or like something, something. 
and okay. there's like this like a natural like sci-fi phenomenon like there's these objects fall to earth they all have different properties and then they have to track them down it totally reminded me of fringe uh, it's like you know how fringe, oh okay you know how fringe like each episode was like it was like a, a thing of the week figure you know it was like the yeah of curiosity mystery of the week, of the week. mystery of the yeah, week right it was like an object yeah, yeah. like you know yeah um Okay. Fringe, fringe science, right? That was a whole thing. Yeah, you, right. Exactly. Object, yeah, yeah, yeah. Phenomenon yeah. or whatever. Totally like that. Like, they totally gave me fringe vibes. I love fringe. Big hmm. X-Files fan. So I'm like, oh, what is this? Um, That's what I was thinking. X-Files. It sounds more yeah, X-Files. Totally. X- well, but... yeah, I think fringe was the, uh, you know, definitely a, a, a spiritual sequel to the X-Files for sure. Um if not directly. Well, you know that that see, the season one cliffhanger or yeah, cliffhanger for Fringe still is in my mind to this day. I, I mean, think about season two Fringe? when season like the Twin Towers. Isn't that season one? No, no season two. Season two. Oh, okay, it was so. so memorable, bitch. That was like, what? I was like, that was a total like mind blown. What the fuck? Like, yeah, that was that. That's the term is mind fuck. That was mind fuck. That was that because she met Larry Nimoy in the Twin Towers. Yeah, I was like, what? oh my gosh, it was so yeah. good. No fringe. I mean, see, I would say season four. I got a little bit tired, but seasons one to three, so good, so good. I think um, I, I think I didn't. I think I watched the first three seasons and didn't. And Larry Nimoy, you know, he wasn't a regular, but that made it more special when he, you know, was on. It was so good. Um. Yeah. Anyway, this is not all right. So debris. So debris, debris is something debris. to check out. All right. Yeah. So maybe we'll give that a shot if we have room in our tight schedule of viewing. I mean, it might just last one season, so we'll see. But yeah, and then it'll be on Netflix, maybe. Oh no, it'll probably go to Peacock. So we'll oh, it's on Peacock. So yes, the ad was like, it was like on NBC March first on Peacock the next day. I'm like, oh my god, Peacock. I can't. I think I have Peacock, but I haven't looked at it since I watched. No, I haven't. I mean, you have to pay for it. I imagine. It's like no, they have free content, but it's um, it's like some of it's gated. So I don't know if this is going to be gated or not, but it'll be annoying if it is. I have not accessed Peacock for many months. Whatever. Oh, Tiger Woods. Unfortunate. Yes. Um, Sorry, that was um, like I opened the Peacock app, and that was like you know the the main news story <laughs> so anyway that was like all over the place <laughs> in any case here we are so anything else when it comes to off topic no i think that's it i think we should wrap this up because you have to go cook your frozen meat <laughs> well i have class tonight too i have uh... oh yeah i have a class like in 30 minutes so we'd love to hear what you are watching during this dry spell of no new Star Trek. Um, and I know actually one of our listeners, I think his name is Simon, is watching 24, um, which we had a short discussion about on Twitter. So what? 24? 24. Like with Kiefer Sutherland? Yes. What does that have to do with Star Trek? It was what he's watching. He shared oh, okay. with us on Twitter that he was watching 24. So, right. but he he has also started watching Babylon Five as well. Although he he did have some um, some glitches 
with it, uh, which I did not experience. So with HBO Max. Yeah. He That's said one of the episodes uh, was glitchy. But anyway, we'd love to hear what else other people are watching during this time. Uh, or if you know, you, you know, if you have any suggestions for favorite TOS episodes that Johnson could watch. We'll I mean, I did and well. watch a few gems. Like I watched, wait, what do I watch? There Sing, are forever episodes. Video yes. the Edge of Forever, obviously. I had to watch Okay. That. I watched yes. Devil in the Dark. Devil okay, in the Dark. another good one. Yes. The Horda. Yeah. Have you watched uh, Balance of Terror? I feel like I did. Oh, I wait, we talked about this. I watched the one where um, Kirk thinks that he's a Native American on a distant planet. Remember? Yeah, I, I remember the episode. I can't think of what it's called, the name of it. Know. But anyway, anyway. Um, Balance has of a Terror baby, is one of But my... then the fetus dies because she dies. She gets biggest stone to that. These are, these are the things, really? I don't remember. Yeah, because they didn't want Kirk to have a baby. So they were like, let's just kill her off along with the fetus. Okay, I don't remember any of this. Read the Memory Alpha article. They were okay. they didn't want to complicate things. So anyway, well, if you have suggestions, other episodes to suggest to Johnson to watch, you can email us at deepspacepride at I need gmail. to watch one Abraham Lincoln. Is that one? <laughs> Abraham Lincoln. Yes, that is one. Yes, I don't remember what it's called though. I do not have the names memorized. Or the but one you are you are like, cutting me off every time. I I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just it's like stream of consciousness. Is that the one with the big hand? Do you know what I'm talking about? That's the other one that I watched. Who mourns for Adonis? Oh, okay, okay. That's with the god Apollo. Yes. Okay, right. And there is a good scene in there with Uhura and Spock. You know, as critical as I am of Discovery and how it veers off from like. Real sci-fi, I would have to say that sometimes COS took some liberties with the straddling of science fiction and fantasy. So absolutely. Yeah. Continue. Yes. What were we talking uh, about? Well, I was trying to tell people how to get in touch with us, but oh, okay. so far you've run over everything <laughs> I've said. <laughs> so this will be a fun editing job to make any sense of this. And our <laughs> Patreon subscribers will get one hell of a raw episode. Um, so anyway, I'll let you finish. Are you sure? <laughs> yes. I'm afraid to even start talking. <laughs> Keep on going. So if you have any suggestions on episodes of TOS that Johnson should watch, or if you want to just let us know what you're watching during this dry spell of no new Star Trek after 23 weeks of new Star Trek, uh, you can email email us at deepspacepride at gmail.com or you can DM us on Instagram and Twitter Not at deepspacepride. And you did it again. You cut me off. I, I was just, you know, contributing. Nobody asked you. <laughs> um, so for those folks that are wondering, what are Mike and Johnson going to be talking about next? Well, it is almost March. March is next Monday. Oh my God, February is almost over. So we are entering. I was like, what are what's the month? Um, Women's History Month. I was like getting mixed up because there's International Women's Day, and that's like mid March, not Women's History Month. Correct. Yes. So like yes, March, March is fifteenth. March is Women's History Month. So this episode is a perfect springboard between 
Black History Month and Women's History Month because we just talked about Ahura, slash Michelle Nichols. Um, so next week, um, in celebration of Women's History Month, we are going to be talking about the women of the next generation. So I don't, I'm not quite sure the structure of that podcast and how we're going to structure it and what we're going to talk about exactly. Um, but we'll see. We'll, when we get there, we will see. So join us next time when we launch our celebration of women in Star Trek. There we go. All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a great, great. week. We'll talk uh, to you. Yes. Enjoy slash survive your week. And we will see you all soon. See you later. Bye. Deep Space Pride is a production of Coconut Media Works. Executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app.